4: The Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Over the next hour, we unfold your map to financial freedom. You'll learn how to retire through investing in single-family and multifamily real estate. You'll learn how to create cash flow and build wealth so you can have the time and money to live the lifestyle you want.
1: Welcome to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. I'm Mike Harrison, and as always... We're working on your financial freedom. If you'd like to learn more about investing in multifamily apartment communities, what that looks like top to bottom, this show is for you. This is actually a part two of a show I did last week. If you're just now catching this show, you may want to go back and pick that one up. But essentially, we're going through the anatomy of multifamily investing. What are all the parts of that? What are all the pieces? Uh, Last week, I went through... The structure of the deal, who's involved in the deal, what their roles are, the types of deals, deal size, and and lifespan. And again, if you miss that show, you can go back and find us on the podcast app. Uh, Just subscribe to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Look for that show there. You can find us at the Lifestyles Unlimited website. Click on the radio button or the podcast button. Scroll all the way down to the bottom Type in Mike Harrison and my shows will pop up and you can go back and and catch that part one of essentially the anatomy of a multifamily deal, what it looks like, what investing within a multifamily property what, all, what are all the pieces? How? how what does this look like? How does this all come together? And I share that because I'm an investor in many, many apartment communities, um, thousands of doors of real estate. It was something that I began five years ago in, in literally January of 2018. I made that pivot from houses to multifamily investing. I still own a few houses, um, but I made that pivot, and it's been great. There's being a passive investor Uh, in a multi-family apartment community is awesome i mean literally our only obligation is when we subscribe and we tell that lead investor yes we want to be part of the plan and then that lead investor agrees to accept us in the deal our only obligation and it's a serious obligation is we said that we're going to go in the deal at a certain amount uh, financially and when the time to pay up and invest in that deal comes you need to do that. So before you can subscribe those funds, you need to have those funds set aside somewhere where you can access them quickly and wire those funds to the lead investor. You don't subscribe to, uh, you don't go, yeah, that looks like a great deal. Uh, I'll subscribe for $50,000. Thinking that you're going you're about to get 50 because maybe uh, you're coming into some money or maybe something's being sold um, Whatever Don't subscribe if you don't have the funds and quite frankly There's a lot of deals that come across my desk and I go I'd love to be part of that one I'd love to be a part of that one I'd love to be a part of that one, but I just don't have I don't have the money at the time so I don't subscribe I may have two or three multifamily properties that are in the process of being sold, and I know that there's going to be funds coming my way after the sale of that property. However, I'm not gambling and saying, oh, I'll have these funds within three weeks or four weeks or five weeks, so I'm going to go ahead and subscribe to this deal now because that lead probably won't need the money for three weeks, five weeks, seven weeks. Something always happens, always. So... Don't lead these syndicators, these lead sponsors of these properties, don't lead them astray. They're counting on your funds, okay? So I hope uh, I made our obligation as a passive investor very clear. I wanted to revisit that because occasionally you'll hear that, and there's nothing more frustrating than a lead. They're ready to close on a property, and they come back, and they send a little email out, hey, dear passive investors, if you uh previously passed on this property and you have the ability to invest i have two slots open and typically the slots are open because people that said they could invest for whatever reason could not invest at the time and and you're just causing that extra work look the lead has a lot on his or her plate already and, and let's not cause that extra work but in going through the anatomy of these multifamily deals today I am going to revisit deal size, and and I'm going to revisit it in terms of lead experience, okay? I want to talk about the size of the deal versus the experience of that lead investor. And what I'm talking about, if you missed last week's show, the lead investor, the syndicator, the general partner, we use leads really a term within Lifestyles Unlimited. So if you're not in Lifestyles Unlimited, that's the person that's going to purchase this apartment community, manage the apartment community. That's the person putting down. They don't manage it. Physically themselves, unless it's small, they have a management company or a management team in place. They're managing the asset, but essentially, that's the person who puts together the business plan. Here's the opportunity. Here's what we like about it. But I want to talk about you know apartment purchasing within the terms of that lead experience. I do want to go back and look at lifespan of a property, um, of an engagement, uh, of an investment within the multifamily property. Um, and how changing market conditions can alter that business plan and therefore change the lifespan or the time frame of that deal. It may speed it up um, if you see things coming on the horizon and it may slow it down. I touched on that a little bit last week, but I didn't get to really hit it the way I wanted to. Uh, I wanna talk about getting into and out of the deal. And I, I talked about getting into it, Your your main obligation, Uh, but how do you get out of it Um, can you get out of it so let's talk about some of that Uh, I want to go into why you might be a candidate for this type of investment strategy Uh, and again it's a fantastic strategy you'll love it being a passive is uh, there is nothing better than being a passive investor and then most importantly I want to talk about how the profit works how are you going to get paid what does that look like what is typical that's why we do what we do right we're investing in these to make a profit to make a return so we're going to close with that side of it um, because if you've never done this before i'm sure that's your biggest question in fact some of you may be going harrison can we skip to the part uh, where you get paid how that looks uh, what that looks like Uh, we may even get into some strategies some financial strategies Uh, some strategy regarding deal evaluation. And then lastly, the most important information you'll need to choose which investments to invest in. My name's Mike Harrison. We'll be right back.
4: Lifestyles Unlimited's Real Estate Investor Radio Show continues in moments.
5: I don't know which one bums you out more of the the little wheel, you get in the little wheel and run, or the cubicle. Go to your prison cubicle. Think about being in prison every day. What do you do? You get up every day and stand in your cubicle. Maybe sit in your cubicle. What do you do when you go to work every day? Go to the cubicle. Whew. I couldn't put up with it when I was there. I had to get out. Ready to get out too? Learn how at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. The rich get richer and the poor get poorer, not because that's the way it's set up, but because of the knowledge.
3: When put into action, knowledge is power. At Lifestyles Unlimited, we empower you to live the lifestyle of your dreams through passive real estate income. For over 30 years, our successful members have shared their knowledge through case studies, classes, and mentoring. Tap into that knowledge, attend a free workshop online. Register now at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com.
5: Stop waiting. Stop sitting around. Stop procrastinating. This is your time. Make it happen. Do it now. When's the best time? Now. People go, well, I don't know. (laughs) It's going to crash. It's going to be better next year. I've got to listen to four more classes. I love guys come up to me and tell me, you know I've been listening to you on the radio for eight years now, right? <laughs> I go, and you're not rich yet? <laughs> well, really, I'm thinking about joining next month. <laughs> Do it now. Learn the skills you need
0: to retire with real estate in five years or less. Do it now. Register for the Lifestyles Unlimited free online workshop. LifestylesUnlimitedWorkshop.com.
4: Back to your map to financial freedom. You're hearing Lifestyles Unlimited's
1: Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Welcome back to the show. I'm Mike Harrison. If you have any questions for me about Lifestyles Unlimited, about how to get started as a real estate investor, please send me an email. My email address is askmike at lu. L-U-I-N-C dot com. Ask Mike at L-U-I-N-C dot com. We're talking about the anatomy of a multifamily investment, who the players are, what are their roles, uh, how is it structured, what's it look like. And before I get back into that, I do want to just touch on housing supply for a moment. I've been getting some emails from people. Um, there's a lot of noise out there about housing supply. And I think what we're we're doing is we're mixing up market demand versus just that simple want need demand now let's go back to 2008 2010 essentially that crash caused a lot of builders and a lot of people within the industry construction labor new construction labor essentially caused them to leave right those people went out of business or they found other vocations all right now that industry for the most part has come back but um, what's going on today, you know, the last six months have changed. And so we're seeing um, an increased market pressures on new construction housing. Okay. So we're, we're seeing a little bit of change there, but that demand is still there. Okay. That want demand for housing is is incredible. It's millions of properties, millions of units short. Now, real estate investors like myself do we add to the housing supply really that answer for the most part is no okay i'm not saying that we don't have some lead investors that buy a a 50 unit and they have two units that were um, or, or there's maybe some building on the property some storage building or some pool building that they can't go in and rehab that and make that two more units okay that's not what I'm talking about so now you you essentially you went from a 50 unit apartment community to a 52 unit apartment community does that happen yes but let's talk about the greater side of this do people like me do real estate investors are we adding to the housing supply and for the most part that answer is no we're buying a property a distressed property that needs some attention. It needs to be fixed. It needs to be made clean and functional. It needs to be made better. And so we take a property that's down. It it may not be occupied. It may be occupied, but we're fixing it. And so the housing supply is not increasing, but we're not increasing the housing supply. So that demand's still there. And even folks like myself we're not changing that demand what we are doing is we're making demand for real estate's local we're creating a demand for a particular unit for a particular property same goes for apartment communities we typically play in the class b class c uh workforce housing again we repair it and we make it better and at the end of the day there's really no gain on units just the occasional um, here and there but we're really not adding units to the the housing supply um, now I can actually argue that what we do uh, in a way um, because it's not adding to the supply that demand is increasing okay demand is increasing um, now new construction, what are they doing? Are they building workforce housing? Are they building the everyday 322, um, three bedroom, two bath, two car garage, everyday new home, starter home, or, or just everyday home for, for most people? No, they're not. They're building 400, 500, 700, $900,000 houses. And so again, that demand isn't going away for the everyday house. It's increasing. It is absolutely increasing. Um, even you get these, the, some people that they'll do the teardown, right? They go buy the old house and they tear it down because maybe the neighborhood's becoming regentrified or or what have you. And they tear down the three, two, two, 150, 180,000, maybe $200,000 house. They scrape it and what do they build? Well, they fill that lot up they build a six or seven hundred thousand dollar or more uh property on that did they what did they do to demand for everyday uh workforce housing they increase demand because their product does not pertain to the masses their pro- their product is for a smaller group of potential buyers and i get it there's going to be more profit in building and selling a six seven eight hundred thousand dollar house than there is in taking and rehabbing a $150,000 house or what have you, um, or, or even building a $150,000 house. I'm not telling you to go into that arena. We don't play there. We play in the, the everyday arena of housing. So I see no reason at all, nothing in the near term or long term, that tells me that demand for clean, functional properties will decrease in any way, shape, or form. Nothing, nothing in the short term, nothing in the long term. I don't care that interest rates are going up. They are going up. It's going to tamper. It's going to mean that some people can't buy that, but that doesn't mean that the the demand for that product is going away. If you have a good, sound property to rent, and it's in a good area, a good locale, um, it's not some crazy property out in the weeds in the middle of nowhere with some weird floor plan If you have a three two two and it is clean and functional in a decent area You will always have demand you will always have Resonance 100% in the short term and in the long term And I say that for those of you that are thinking about becoming real estate investors Or maybe you are and you're tapping the brakes on it Look if you've got that clean functional product best product best price it's got a sound floor plan you're gonna have a line of people that are gonna want to rent that from you and if we go into some sort of deep long recession that demand will increase so so understand that now let's get back into uh, the anatomy of this multifamily investing and I invest in a lot of properties as a, a passive um, one of the sides I wanted to touch, I didn't get to finish it last week, is uh, deal size. Um, I don't care what the size of the deal is. I invest in both large and small communities. Both of them um, are unique, and they have their own uh, advantages and disadvantages. But if I'm analyzing the deal and I like the lead investor, I'll invest it uh, within the deal. Um But understand that a small deal uh, may turn much quicker than a large deal. Uh, You can rehab and redo eight, 10, 12 units much faster than you can rehab and redo 250, 300, 350 units. Now, the pro tip that I want to provide for you is look at this lead investor and where are they as a lead investor? Is this their first or second deal or is this their 5th 6th 7th 8th or 10th deal Um, if they're just now kind of cutting their teeth and their experience is not as great as some other leads you're going to want to match that deal you want to see that lead with a smaller property something they can handle
4: Got questions? Call Lifestyles Unlimited at 855-497-4335. The Real Estate Investor
0: Radio Show continues next. Successful Lifestyles Unlimited member retires in 10 months.
3: The hardest part for me was to drop off my son, go to a job that I absolutely hated for five years, but know that that was a sacrifice that I needed to make. And then only be able to get to spend two hours with him after school before he had to go back to bed. So that's why once we started and we joined Lifestyles, we said, okay, we have a roadmap. We know what we're gonna do. And then a month later, we find out we're pregnant with baby number two. And we're like, okay, we gotta kick it up a notch. So that's how we were able to purchase four different properties and um, replace 10 in 10 months, replace my income in 10 months so that whenever I finished maternity leave, I didn't have to go back to work.
1: I think a, I think a couple weeks before she baby came out is when we closed on our fourplex, and that was enough for her not to have to go back to work.
0: Are you ready for your roadmap to real estate retirement? Attend the online free workshop, just like Carolina did. Register
5: workshop.com. We went from 100% live to 100% virtual. And you know the funny thing is is that nobody wants to go back to work now that work from home, right? So now my members are like, well, Dell, we wanna keep those virtual things open because now I know all the people in Miami and I know all the people in Chicago. I know all the people now know each other from all over the country because of these virtual events.
3: The free workshop, how to retire in five years or less is online. Go to lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. We sold one of my wife's properties and actually did a 1031 exchange and we bought three brand new builds in Fort Worth Um, So right now, collectively, we have three of her inherited properties and then three properties in Fort Worth that we've done through Lifestyles. And you turn one
1: property into three, tripling your cash flow. Exactly. Yep. Well done.
0: Learn to increase your cash flow. Register for the workshop at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com.
2: There are any number of reasons you might consider selling your home. That's where an agent who is a Realtor comes in to navigate the process to sell your home in a way that's right for you. Because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors.
4: Listening to Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio
1: Show will change your life. Now, here's your host... Welcome to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. I'm Mike Harrison, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. You may not know it, but there are four different ways to consume the content of our radio our our lifestyles unlimited radio network the easiest way the way i use most is my podcast app on my smartphone i subscribe and just listen to it in my free time or if i'm driving or traveling or working in the yard or taking a walk any of those sort of things obviously the lifestyles unlimited website there's there's decades of radio shows on that website you can literally find a show that caters to to whatever specific category within real estate investing that you that you're interested in or that you want to hear at that time. YouTube, we have our own YouTube channel lifestyles unlimited and then live stream us on the internet. From your favorite radio show's website, anywhere in the world that you are, if you're traveling and you know the show's coming on on a certain radio station at a certain time, we'll go to their go to the internet and go to their website and there'll be a listen now button and then click on listen now and bingo, you can catch us Let's say you're uh, in the Eiffel Tower at Paris. I'm not saying maybe you should be listening to Lifestyles Unlimited that time. We do say it's not the money, it's the lifestyle. So, yeah, soak in the lifestyle. But maybe you're lounging on a beach for the seventh day in a row down in the Caribbean, and you want to pick up a little Lifestyles Unlimited, listen to it as, as you watch uh, beautiful turquoise waters crashing on the beach. I, li- I like that plan uh, a little, little bit better. So we left off. I was talking about... Deal size. I don't uh, whether the size of the deal financially. Uh, I'm invested in a property that's worth about seventy million dollars. I'm a passive investor in that, and I'm also investing in some very small two million dollar inv- uh, raises, essentially by the lead. I- I'm invested in those as well. So really, for me, it's about the strategy. It's about the lead. Um, but I do want to tie a thought for you. If you're just starting on this path. As an investor and you want to be a passive investor and you're looking at the business plan what is the experience of that lead they're going to share that with you is this their first property second property third what have you You may have a lead and this is their 20th property okay we have some folks that are that experienced but if it's a red flag for me and I'm not saying jump out of every one of these uh, and there's not many like this but a red flag for me may be a first-time investor uh, getting a property, let's say a 40 unit property, for instance, uh, and maybe, and look into it. This lead has a reason for buying this property. Um, do they have the ability? Maybe they were in the apartment industry. And so this is nothing for them. Uh, but if their first time and it's a 40 unit and it's six hours from where they live, um, that, that may be a red flag. That may be something that you want to pursue a little further and, and ask some questions or talk to some other passive investors we want to make sure that lead has the ability to run that property uh, according to the plan now i say 40 unit because a 40 unit is small enough that it, there's not enough cash flow on that property to hire a manager or a maintenance uh, employee typically okay and so that means the lead is going to be the manager and maybe the lead saying look i'm i'm moving to this small town and i'm going to manage the property okay That's that's a different story. And by the way, my wife was in the apartment industry for 24 years. Here's our resume. Uh, But just look at it a little deeper and, and try to match the leads experience to the business plan. Something to consider as you're going through that private placement memorandum. Now, what is the time span of these investments? Time span, how long you're giving your money and it's going into the purchase of a business. Okay, it's going to be tied up for some time the business plan will tell you here's the plan we plan on buying this property and holding it and in year three uh, here's our scenario for a refinance and here's our scenario for a sale and as investors we will choose what makes sense at the time or someone may say that's in year five and some other folks may say uh, no we're gonna do an 8 to 10 year hold and here's why we're gonna hold it for eight to ten years now within that okay let's say we get into this plan today and our plan is to get out in three years 2025 and we get to 2025 and the world is different well we may take a different strategy at that time depending on the economy let me i'll give you two examples from my own personal portfolio that have essentially changed the time frame of one of my investments um, I have an apartment community that I'm invested in, wonderful lead investor, fantastic, well run property, excellent. Everything is going according to plan and we get to about the time frame where maybe we would normally, or at least the business plan said, we're going to consider selling it. And a large chip manufacturer has said, we're going to invest 35 billion with a B into this little community and the apartment community is not far from where this plant is going to be this chip manufacturing plant this 35 billion dollar investment do you think that's changing our plans as owners of this apartment community you bet it is we want to hold on to this this i mean a 35 billion dollar injection within a couple of miles of where you own a property is a good thing, okay? That property is gonna to continue to cash flow. Uh, you just keep it up, make it best property, uh, best product, best price, keep superior management, keep the amenities for the residents. Um, you're going to be just fine for the next several years on that property. Now, I had another property that I invested in last year and the property's doing well, stabilized, everything's going great, 100% occupancy. Uh, checks were rolling in quarterly, and what happened with that property? It was a very small property, and the plan was to maybe hold it for two years, okay, two, two-and-a-half, maybe three at, at the max. And we get into January of this year. Um, we've got uh, the administration, uh, those that be, are, are making some decisions that are causing interest rates to really go up. Uh, they're, cons- they're printing money out there, so the inflation is off the chart Um, consumer price index is high, everything, all these signals are saying, hey, we're coming into a downturn. Uh, If we sell the property now, we can collect this amount of return. What do you think, passive investors? And so the lead sent that out to us. And I think to a person, we all vote. I want to say the vote was 90 plus percent to sell the property. Yeah, let's take the money. We have an opportunity to sell it right now. And let's jump out of this deal. And we can go put that money somewhere else now how else what else can affect a property let's say property taxes and insurance um, keep going up and up and up and up and those are just eating into the bottom line the cash for the property at that time you may have the lead investor say hey here's something that was unexpected we had taxes and insurance at x Um, they're now 150 percent of x we have fought them we've tried to fight them um, we're not having any success and they're eating into the bottom line so hence your our returns are uh, being minimalized uh, maybe we want to sell this property but they'll throw it out there and, and as a passive we get to vote on that and decide what direction we want to take maybe we want to ride it out maybe we're set okay with the cash flow Maybe we're not, but you know, as a group, we're gonna. We have the ability to to vote on that property, and and the lead obviously has a has a portion of that property, and the lead gets a vote uh, as well. How does one get out of a deal? Let's say you committed, you're in it, and then all of a sudden you said, "Hey, uh, it's been eighteen months. I want out of a deal. I know that uh, we're not going to sell this property for another two or three or five years, um, but for whatever reason." Uh, I have this situation in my life, I need out. Well, I'm telling you, you're not getting out. Most most often, you're not going to get out unless the lead makes an exception for you. This is a commitment, we bought it as a group. Um, you're in it, okay? You're in the deal. What the lead, and, and this will be spelled out in the private placement memorandum, um, How how these certain circumstances in life may be covered. Um, There may be a death in your family, uh, there may be a divorce, you may have some other special circumstance, but you just can't jump out of the deal. The lead may have the ability to sell your shares to another investor that's already in the deal. They can't let someone new in. My name's Mike Harrison, we'll be right back on the other side. Lifestyles Unlimited's
4: Real Estate Investor Radio Show returns in a moment. Got questions? Go to lifestylesunlimited.com.
5: What would you say to women out there, Kelly, if they're thinking about doing this, if they're sitting out there right now going, I'm trapped with a glass ceiling where I work, I know I can't go up any further, There's, there's no room there. What would you say to them about becoming their own boss?
3: Well, you know, you can decide to stay where you're at and keep trying to crack that glass ceiling. But at the end of the day, in this environment, it is so easy, you know, to be able to get out of that mold. People know me and they come up to me and they're very gracious and they don't look at me and say, oh, you're a woman, I'm not gonna invest with you, I'm gonna go over here. There's no real gender there. Are
0: you ready to be a part of a world where there are no glass ceilings, no gender bias, no limits? Start like award-winning real estate investor Kelly did with the online workshop. Register at LifestylesUnlimitedWorkshop.com. When you look at the effects of what
1: happened in 2008 and you compare it to what we are hopefully coming out of right now, real estate has definitely shown it's resiliency. It is provided for people, not only a place to live, but a place to work, a place to raise
0: their children, a place to teach their children, a place to prepare all of their meals.
3: And that's really where the rubber meets the road, is that there are two things that people have to have, and they strive very hard to have them. And that's a roof over their head and food on the table. And if you are investing in something related to either of those two things, you are going to have a winning strategy. And in addition to that, you're providing something of value to the people around you. And creating a win-win situation while creating wealth and passive income for yourself is the best life you can get.
0: Real estate is resilient. You should have real estate in your portfolio. Join us for the next live online free workshop. Register at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com.
4: Creating the lifestyle you've always wanted. You're hearing Lifestyles Unlimited's Real Estate Investor Radio Show.
1: Welcome back to the show. I'm Mike Harrison. Today I'm going through the anatomy of a multifamily investment. Who's involved, what the roles are, what some of the rules are, what do you need to know prior to getting into some of these. I'm a passive investor in numerous multifamily properties. I really enjoy Investing in multifamily properties. It's exciting for me. I love seeing the business plan. I love seeing what the leads have planned for the property, uh, the layout, everything. So uh, I eat the whole thing up, and, and I'll tell you, there's nothing greater in life than being a passive investor in multifamily properties. It's really satisfying. And uh, I began in uh, 2018. So I've got numerous deals now. I've had several deals that have come full circle. Uh, what do I mean by full circle? Well, the, the whole the whole plan has played out, right? We bought property. We improved property. We increased, increased cash flow of property. We paid dividends. Uh, and then the t- time came to either refinance or sell the property. So I've gone through several of those. I've had several go uh, full circle. Now, what kind of person or who would be a candidate to invest passively in multifamily properties. Let's let's think about what that would be. Um, Typically, what we see is uh, a work professional, maybe a high W-2 income earner, and um, they're very busy, so they don't have time. They don't want to buy single-family properties. Uh, They don't want to be an independent rental owner themselves. Uh, They literally just want to invest and create that that passive income, uh, and they don't want to be Involved in the property and and we're not involved. That's what the lead investor does. That's what the the sponsor the deal syndicator Whatever term you want to use those are all the same person. That's the the business plan Manager, right? And so a work professional may be so busy. They don't want any part of it Uh, Maybe this individual is saying hey uh, I need to diversify. I've got too much in the stock Market and bonds and in mutual funds and, and I need a different asset class um, By the way real estate is the best hedge Against inflation. It's incredible um, Other real estate owners with passive income uh, They may be saying hey, I own uh, this property. I'm an independent rental owner or I'm a lead investor and uh, I may want to invest passively in some of these deals. So you ha- you may have some lead investors Uh, that are investing passively in numerous deals. In fact, not that you may, there are, there are a lot of leads that are getting into other people's deals, other leads deals. They like passive income too. Um, They like being a lead, obviously, because it's a job. But again, this is a way for them to continue to grow their real estate portfolio. Um, I mentioned tax advantages. There is, uh, we get what's called a K-1 when we do our taxes. And a K-1 is where you're depreciating this asset. And a lot of times uh, our leads will use what's called cost segregation. Cost segregation, what is that? That is actually, it's the ability to speed up the depreciation. There's a lot to it. But you may have a lead deal that you're involved in. Uh, let's say you've invested hundred thousand dollars and you earned six thousand dollars in 2021. They will hand you what's called a K-1, where they're depreciating that asset against your dividends, right? Against your profit, against the money that you were paid. And you may get this K-1 and look at it, and it says that you were paid six thousand dollars, but you lost twenty thousand dollars. That's what that's what depreciation does. You're this is a business, so we get to tell the IRS. Hey, this business, the carpet's depreciating at this rate, and uh, the, the appliances in the unit are depreciating at this rate, and we put a new roof on it, and it's depreciating at this rate, and the property as a whole is depreciating at this rate. So you get to write essentially write that off as a business expense depreciate against the cash flow, and that's what makes the cash flow tax-free. Uh, another person that may want to invest in these properties, maybe there's an individual out there, and they're sitting on a ton of cash. And what's happening right now if you're sitting on a ton of cash? Well, inflation is eating you alive to the tune. At least the only numbers the government will give us are 8 or 9%, depending on what month you're looking at it. I promise you, it's way higher than that. Is gas up only 8%? No. Are groceries only up 8%? Not where I shop. I mean, they're way higher than that. So if you have a ton of cash, then... Yeah, you're probably going to want to put that into a tangible real estate asset so that it, it can grow. It can be, it can work for you. If you're sitting on cash right now, it's just getting less this year, less next year. Um, I don't care what your statement says, that buying power is decreasing rapidly. Now, someone else that may want to invest passively in multifamily properties, I see this often, is someone who says, Hey, I want to be a lead investor but I'm not ready yet. I won't be ready for another year or two years. And so I want to get into one or two or three or five of these properties so that I can engage with that lead and and kind of see how these unfold, kind of see what they look like, learn a lot about how to put these deals together. What would I be expected to do how does this all look? And so they kind of put their toe in the water and say, yeah, I'll invest passively in this apartment community and that apartment community. And then, I'll, get, uh, you know, I'm now privy to the business plan. I'm privy to the monthly reports. Um, I'm privy to the T12, uh, which is the P&L statement, uh, the rent rolls, everything. And so they're learning as a passive so that they can be a future syndicator, a deal sponsor, or a lead investor, as, as we call them uh, here at Lifestyles Unlimited. I mentioned people, um, there are literally people that don't want to be bothered. They like to invest. They realize real estate's a fantastic investment, uh, but they're not going to go buy a single-family property. They're not going to buy a small apartment community. Uh, They don't want any involvement whatsoever. That's a perfect candidate to invest passively in multifamily properties. Um, A lot of people invest that are financially free. They're retired. Financial freedom. Uh, They're busy with family and travel and their lifestyle. Uh, How fantastic is that? But they also realize they need to keep investing in these properties. you got to keep putting that money to work, grow what I call a cash flow snowball. And speaking of the cash flow snowball, what are some other people that invest passively in multifamily properties? Well, those are people looking to buy their life back one piece at a time. I'm in that deal and it pays me X. I'm in this other deal and it pays me Y. I'm in this third deal and it pays me Z. And so they're buying their life back one piece at a time, creating passive income. But again, these are folks that typically probably don't want to buy the rent property. Um, I happen to own uh, single family properties and I happen to invest passively. Uh, So I do a little bit of both. I like both sides of it. Now, for the best part, how do you get paid? How does the profit side of the investment work well there there are several different factors involved but there's the cash flow okay that's the primary uh, I tell people all the time hundred thousand dollars looks like four to six thousand dollars in a multifamily investment if you think of it as four to six you're gonna be fine that's what you're gonna get on those quarterly dividends now keep in mind it may take a year it may take a couple of quarters for that that business that apartment community to be stabilized before you get those distributions but the first part is cash flow that will be spelled out in the business plan by that lead investor they're going to say here's what we're buying the property for here's how much i have set aside for cap capex right here's the improvements we're going to make to the property here's what the rents are here's what all my expenses are and at the at the bottom here's our profit passive investor and that will be distributed to you and we're projecting this percent return 4% return in year 2 6% return in year 3 they will they will they will spell it out for you that's their projections that's the cash flow okay that's just one way that we're making money now keep in mind uh, there may be a deep value play that might not pay you for 2 years or longer but it's going to be spelled out in that business plan. Now, how else does somebody get paid? Okay, so it's not just the cash flow. It's not just the cash flow, okay? There are a refinance uh, event, right? Let's call it a refinance event. What is a refinance? A refinance is, or or a supplemental loan. Let's, Let's capture both of these at the same time. That's where you have a property, and let's say you bought apartment community and it's worth $10 million, and you improve the business plan, the performance, uh, the rents come up a little bit, everything about the property is better. And you can go to the bank two years later, three years later, and you can go, hey, bank, uh, I know that you know we're in it for 30%, you're in it for 70%, but that was based on that old dilapidated $10 million property look at what we've done we've put new roofing in we've improved the parking lot uh, we've done the landscaping the rents have come up fifty dollars a month hundred dollars a month it's all clean fresh functional and this property is now worth fourteen million dollars bank and so i would like to redo our loan structure or take out a supplemental loan and so it's another loan on the property now two things are going to happen. That will decrease that cash flow, but it gives you the ability to essentially pay the passive investors back either a portion or all of their investment. Hey, passive investors, you were in for 50. Here's 100% return. Here's 50. Your original 50 is still in the deal and the property is still cash flowing. So that's one way we make money. And then also a sale when you sell the property. What does that look like? Yes, these businesses get sold. That's a capital gain. When that happens, I do set aside 20% for taxes, but rarely, if never, do I pay that full 20%. So that's what the anatomy of a multifamily property looks like. I hope everybody learned something. My name is Mike Harrison. I want you to understand it's not the money, it's the lifestyle. Make it a great day